0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today's story is about a man who was on the verge of having everything he ever wanted in life until he was killed by his wife. This is a story about love and desire, about love gone cold. In this episode, we're going to explore the true crime story of Thomas Arden, a gentleman from the town of Feversham, England, in 1551. Even though this crime happened more than 470 years ago, it feels like something that could happen today. This is A Killing in Kent, a podcast on the fascinating life and confounding death of Thomas Arden of Feversham. So what happened in Feversham that led to Thomas Arden getting ruthlessly murdered in his own home? It's a complicated story that has a little bit of everything. It starts, like many stories do, with an unhappy marriage and a wife who'll stop at nothing to rid herself of her husband. Let's start with the cast of characters. Who is Thomas Arden? He was born a gentleman. That meant he never had to work a trade or plow a field. In 1550s England, Arden was a step below the nobility but a big step above middle-class yeomanry. According to the second edition of Hollandshed's Chronicles of England, Scotland, and Ireland, published in 1587, Arden was a man of tall and comely personage who was married to a beautiful woman named Alice. Hollandshed describes her as a gentlewoman, young, tall, and well-favored of shape and countenance. And who was Alice Murphan Arden? She married Thomas Arden when she was 28. At the time our story starts, they've been married for six or seven years. And Alice has been having an affair with a man named Richard Mosby for two of them. What do we know about Mosby? According to Hollandshed, he started out as a tailor. He worked his way up to being a steward, managing the staff in the house of Sir Edward North, Alice's stepdad. Hollinshed describes Mosby as a swart man. According to Merriam-Webster, swart is an adjective that means someone swarthy, someone who does not have a pale complexion. So maybe Mosby had Italian or Greek heritage? Possible. But Hollinshed also says a black swart man. Now, maybe it's a rabbit hole, but that got me wondering if there were any free black people living in England at that time. Turns out there were. According to Miranda Kaufman, author of Black Tudors, the Untold Story, African men and women, as well as people from the Caribbean, came to England in a variety of ways. In her research, she discovered around 360 free non-white individuals in the period from 1500 to 1640. One was a seamstress, a cook, a porter, a brewer, sailors, a silk weaver, even the royal trumpeter. So is it possible that Mosby was black? It is. Whether he was or no, the dark-skinned Mosby was Alice Arden's serious lover. According to the Ward Moat book, Arden knew about the affair, but turned a blind eye to his wife's infidelity. Hollinshed wrote that Arden was contented to wink at her filthy disorder. Arden knew that Mosby and Alice were carrying on right inside his own home, even to the point that Mosby would spend the night when Arden was away in London, but that he didn't do anything about it. Why not? Maybe because Alice's family was well-connected. Or maybe it had to do with the fact that Thomas and Alice hadn't produced a male heir. There was one daughter named Margaret. So maybe Arden would set aside his pride for a while and allow Mosby to step in quietly and get Alice pregnant. At least then there could be male children to inherit the land that Arden had worked so hard to own. Whatever the reason, Arden knew Alice was cheating, but did nothing about it. And perhaps things could have carried on this way, with Alice stepping out and her husband looking the other way. But something changed. I guess a romantic might say that the love affair she started with Richard Mosby matured into a real love, and she couldn't imagine living her life pretending to be another man's wife. Someone more cynical than romantic would guess that it had more to do with the fact that Thomas Arden was a wealthy man. He was well-connected, and in fact he'd served as mayor of the town of Feversham in 1548, three years before he died. Maybe Alice, unhappy in her marriage, began to envision a future where she had all of her husband's financial assets without the annoyance of having her husband around. Whatever the reason, after six or seven years of marriage, Alice lured her lover Richard Mosby into brainstorming ways to take Arden out. So how wealthy was Thomas Arden when he was killed? Plenty. To understand how well-off Arden was, we have to understand Feversham and what happened in 1538. Time for a short sidetrack to talk about the English Protestant Reformation. You probably remember the trouble that King Henry VIII had in producing a male heir. In 1534, Henry wanted to have his marriage to Catherine of Aragon annulled so he could marry Anne Boleyn, but the Pope said no. So Henry declared himself the head of the Church of England and allowed himself to divorce and remarry. A major side benefit of the split with Rome happened in 1538, when the crown claimed ownership of all the Catholic monasteries and everything inside them. Henry then sold all the land and got very rich very quick. This was called the dissolution of the monasteries. One of those monasteries was in Feversham in Kent. It was called the Abbey of Feversham, and it was actually a historic place, because it was the burial place for King Stephen and Queen Matilda, 400 years before. The king ordered that the abbey buildings would be pulled down and carried off the premises. So what does this have to do with Thomas Arden? Well, the land was transferred to Sir Thomas Cheney, a really powerful guy who was in tight with the king. He was Sheriff of Kent and Justice of the Peace for Kent, and then he was given the title of Lord Warden, Keeper of the Coast, which meant he was in charge of coastal defense at five key ports, one of which was right there in Feversham. Makes sense. Rich guy who is friends with the king gets all the seized land. But just eight years later, he sells all the Abbey lands to none other than Thomas Arden and Arden goes on to be Feversham's most prominent citizen. Arden may have started off as a gentleman, but he didn't start off rich. But marrying his boss's stepdaughter set him up for success. See, Sir Edward North was king's controller of the customs for the port of Feversham, and gave his stepdaughter's husband, Argy, Thomas Arden, the position of Commissioner of the Customs of the Port of Feversham. And this actually is maybe the real reason that Arden was willing to put up with Alice's cheating. According to Hollinshed, Arden couldn't afford to alienate Alice's well-connected family if he wanted to keep up his lucrative business dealings. So maybe he had to put up with her dalliance with Mosby if he wanted to maintain his status and income. Maybe the question we should be asking is, how do we know anything at all about a rich guy who got murdered in coastal England in 1551? How have the details of Thomas Arden's murder been retained for so long? It probably has to do with human nature and our perpetual interest in true crime and domestic drama. There's a really long and detailed entry on Arden's murder in the most important and comprehensive book of English history, the Hollandshed Chronicles, but... That was published in 1587, more than 30 years after it happened. How did the Hollandshed writers know about it? Because, according to scholar Catherine Richardson, the story was included in more than 20 editions of various types of chronicles before Hollandshed was published. A manuscript by a man named John Stowe reported the eyewitness evidence that was given at the trial of the murderers. And the story was published in a really popular crime pamphlet that was circulating around England. Like any popular story, sometimes the details varied a little. For example, some sources say Mosby's first name is George. Some say Thomas, some say Richard. Somewhere around 1588, a play came out called The Tragedy of Master Arden of Feversham. The playwright is anonymous, but we'll get to that later. The play wasn't entered into the Stationers' register until April 3rd, 1592, and then it was called The Tragedy of Arden of Feversham and Black Will. Black Will is one of the guys who conspired with Alice to kill her husband. Actually, the title page says this. The lamentable and true tragedy of Master Arden of Feversham in Kent, who was most wickedly murdered by the means of his disloyal and wanton wife, who, for the love she bore to one Mosby, hired two desperate ruffians black will and shakebag to kill him, wherein is showed the great malice and dissimulation of a wicked woman, the insatiable desire of filthy lust, and the shameful end of all murderers. No big surprise, but it was a big hit. The story stayed popular. In 1663, It was adapted into a murder ballad with this catchy title, The Complaint and Lamentation of Mistress Arden of Feversham in Kent, who, for the love of one Mosby, hired certain ruffians and villains most cruelly to murder her husband with the fatal end of her and her associates. The song is sung from Alice's point of view and in 48 verses, she explains the plot to kill her husband and how everyone involved got put to death for the crime. That's a lot of verses. Why did it take 48 verses to tell the story of a wife murdering her husband? Because it's a complicated story. In episode 2, we're going to hear all about the many ways Alice plotted to kill her husband, and the one way that finally worked resulting in Arden's death on Valentine's Day, 1551. Thank you for listening to A Killing in Kent, the fascinating life and confounding death of Thomas Arden of Feversham. I'm your host, Diane Rayo Harmon. This show is produced by Jeff Harmon, with theme music by Harold Bryce Harmon.